Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Now, let me just tell you this. If you're looking for the fantastic gift for your mom or your dad or anything, or maybe your girlfriend or your spouse or that certain someone, I recommend The Gallery, especially if you're moved into your first apartment or your first house. The Gallery is just a fantastic place to where you can actually have pictures hanging up in your house. And get this, they come from all over the world. Like, for instance, you actually have... India. You actually have Japan. You, If you want, like Colorado, you can go on ahead and get you something from Colorado. And let me just tell you this. This company is based out of New York. The gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world, like I mentioned. While we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com. That's the G-A-L-R-Y.com so your wall will never be boring again. And decorate that wall, move into that house, grab your uh, mom or dad or your spouse something from the gallery, and I promise you that you will not be disappointed. Movie lovers, and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast. I'm actually going to be doing something a little bit different, something that I don't normally do, and that is the fact that I went on my Facebook page, I went on my Twitter page, and I went on my personal account on Facebook to do an Ask Me Anything. So if you guys want to, go ahead, ask me any questions that you want or anything like that, and I'll be able to actually answer any questions that you have. And you guys can ask me anything within the film universe, TV universe, anything that pops in your head, which is actually kind of scary if you actually think about what might actually pop in your head. But 
Anyways, I went on ahead. I did that today. I actually have a couple of questions that some of my fans actually sent in. Another thing, too, is, guys, if you guys want me to answer any of y'all's questions, go on ahead. I actually have a link in the description to where you guys can actually send me a voicemail message, and I'll actually play that on the air for the next episode. So if you guys have any questions or whatever, go ahead, send that in. Or we have a email address now, movieloversunite at gmail.com. So if you guys have any questions or anything like that about the podcast, go ahead, send those questions in. I'll be glad to answer any question that you want. Go on ahead, do that. And another thing too is, guys, before I get into the show, my friend Tamika is actually doing a one-on-one episode with me tomorrow, interviewing me. As a matter of fact, this is actually kind of different because now the tables have turned. Now I'm actually going to be the one who's being interviewed rather than me being the interviewer. So this is going to be kind of interesting. I figured this would be a good way for you guys to actually get to know me as a host and also to what my plans are for Movie Loves You Night. So that's going to be for tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock uh, Central Central Time, Eastern Time, and also to... Go ahead, check out my the YouTube channel because that's actually where it's going to be on. And like I said, it's going to be at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, and it's going to be a live event. So go ahead, subscribe to the channel, and of course, if you guys can't, that's understandable because usually what I'll do is I'll go on ahead and I'll convert the video files into audio files so you guys can go on ahead and listen to it through audio format. So with further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So, our first question comes from Zinthio, Zach. And he goes, what do you think about WB having at least three Batmans going to appear on the big screen? To be honest, man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm like a little kid at a candy store right now. Because of the fact that we're actually having Robert Pattinson. This, now, get, let me just tell you this. Robert Pattinson is not going to be part of the DCEU universe. This is actually going to be a separate universe away from the DCEU. But I love what they're doing here with Robert Pattinson's Batman. I actually love the trailer, of course, if you had, haven't heard me rave about it on previous episodes. I really did enjoy that trailer. And I'm sold even more now on the fact that, you know, Robert Pattinson's actually going to be Batman and Bruce Wayne. So, with that being said, I'm excited at the fact that we're even getting three different pa- Batmans now. Because I never knew that would even be possible. But think of it like this. I know this could be a little confusing. Because, here's the thing, we're all connected into this film world, and this film universe. So it can be kind of confusing when it comes down to comic book-based films. And, especially with people that don't actually keep up with the news like the way that we keep up with the news. So, the way that I describe it to my friends is this. Think of it as picking up a comic book. Not every comic book is actually connected in with the series of events that actually happens in that specific comic book. So... Basically, you're going to have a Robert Pattinson comic book, which is going to be the Batman movie, taking place at a year one type of level. So, therefore, you have that Batman. And then, of course, you also have the Flashpoint movie coming out with Ben Affleck coming back again. Thank you. I love Ben Affleck's Batman. And then, of course, you also have Michael Keaton being in the Flashpoint movie in itself. So, I went into a little bit of speculation on what I think might actually happen with that event. But, here's the thing. I love the fact that we're going to get... Uh, the Ben Affleck Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman into the same film, which might actually be a little confusing for some people because the Batman movie from 1989, like I said, it came out in 1989, so there might be kind of a little bit of confusion there whenever you actually see that actually happened in the Flashpoint movie, 
But my thoughts is this. I think Barry might actually go a little bit further back into the past, like before he was even born, probably. And he gets to see the Michael Keaton Batman. And then, you, of course, you have the old uh, Batman, which is actually Ben Affleck's Batman. But still, I'm actually excited to actually see three different types of Batman movies. I actually have to, or an appearance of Ben Affleck's Batman into the Flashpoint universe. So I like that concept. And then, of course, you also have the Snyder Cut coming out around next year. So I'm even more pumped out about that. And not only that, but I'm also a huge Batman fan in itself. But it makes me geeked out. It makes me excited about it. I think that going into it this way of the my line of thinking is actually easier rather than say, trying to confuse people. Just think of it as a, as a comic book. Not every comic book connects in with the canon or whatever because it's own entity, its own comic book, and that's it. And it don't, nothing actually has to connect to anything. I know that some people are actually more prone to actually be used to stuff being connected into a shared universe type of level, especially when we have the MCU stuff. But here's the thing. You don't actually have to do that for your universe. You can just make the best damn movie that you can possibly make. Don't have to make it connect to anything. Just make a solid movie and we'll go out and support it no matter what. But I think everybody nowadays is so concerned about a shared universe that, you know, that's pretty much not what everybody... That's, to me, that shouldn't even be the main focus. Just give me a good movie and I'll wind up seeing that movie because of the fact that I think it's actually a fantastic movie. But that's just me. That's just my opinion on it. But, you know, everybody has their own opinions and everything. What do you think, Zach? I mean, I think that... Having the three Batman in there is really a good choice. So, with that being said, my uh, there's this other fan that I really have to say he's actually supported me from day day one since I opened up the page, and that is Jake Anderson. And Jake writes, any underrated movies from the last ten to twenty years we have may have missed. So I'm actually gonna tell you this, Jake. And I'm just going to go off the cuff with the 20 most underrated American movies of the 2010s. And going off the cuff on my list, I actually have Fury down. And I actually own Fury on DVD, on Blu-ray. And this is actually one of my favorite films that actually has Shia LaBeouf in it. It has John Bernthal in it. It has Brad Pitt. You have a great film with these actors in it. And it takes place during the war, and I'm not a big, here's the thing, I'm not a big war type of guy, I'm not a big military uh, type of guy when it comes to military films, but I love Fury, I love the whole entire film and everything, and if you don't know what this film is actually about, it takes place during World War II in Nazi Germany, and it's actually depicting the tank crews that served during the war, so I actually like the fact that it's actually going on ahead and you actually have it about the people who actually drive the tanks and I like that I like that because we don't really see it from the perspective of the people that are driving the tanks so that was actually something new and fresh on my mind because of the fact that we don't actually get to see where people actually had to climb out of the tanks and repair the tanks as this war is actually going on and as this this war is progressing and and it also kind of feels like a bad company in a way as well because you actually see the engineer actually repairing the tank as this war is actually breaking through breaking out and exactly how then that's exactly how it happens on 
the video game as well. So I love that whole entire concept where you're actually getting to see it firsthand in a movie because I don't really know a lot of movies where it actually takes place during war in a tank where it actually primarily focuses on those characters during the war, especially World War II, which is actually one of my favorite things to actually study about whenever you're looking at the history of war, because I'm always, here's the thing, I'm a history buff, but I'm not into, like, other military-based movies, unless it's actually regarding with World War II, that's what I should have said at the beginning, but anyways, like I said, it's, re, it's depicting the tank crews that served during the war, Ears, and here's the thing, Ears, David Ear did a fantastic job in this movie, with this movie when he directed it, and the way he actually, the way that this movie is filmed, you can actually experience the horrors in this film. Because here's the thing, when you make a friend in the army, when you have war going on, you know, you can actually be friends with somebody and then all of a sudden you turn around and they're gone. And that's the most saddest thing that you can actually think about war is the fact that you may don't get attached to the people that you're actually serving with because they may not be there the next day, which is actually one of the saddest things about serving in the military. But I have to say this. I, I respect anyone that serves in the military. I love what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work with you guys are doing. You guys are fighting for our freedom and I respect that. And also too, like I said, this is about the about five man with the Sherman tank crew, and he's it's played by Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, Logan Lerman, Michael Pena is in it, and John Bernthal is let and of course War, uh, War Daddy is Brad Pitt's name, and he puts together a heroic attempt to hold their position despite being heavily outnumbered and outguarded by the enemy. And here's the thing, I believe that Brad Pitt. Did such a fantastic job in this film, regardless of the fact of what you think about him on his personal life or anything like that. Brad Pitt brought his A game to this film, just like he did with the Glorious Bastards. When he needed some of his people to fight, they fought. Whenever he tells them to actually back off a little bit, they'll back off of each other. This, and not only that, but the main character at first, at the very beginning, he's such a coward. And everything, and he's, and I'm like, why did you even sign up for this? You knew what you were getting yourself into, and he didn't. He was like a wimp, and then all of a sudden, he starts doing a whole 380 or 360, and his character winds up changing to the point where he's actually strong, and I like that. I like to actually see a character actually progress and actually has layers to him. Whenever you started off at this here at point A, where you were actually a wimp, and then you come out being strong. I love that. I love that aspect. And like I said, this movie is really good. This movie came out in 2010. It's 20 years old, of course, but it's still a good movie. So if you haven't seen that one, Jay, go ahead and check that one out. I also recommend this movie, Warrior, which is actually an underrated film because nobody really talks about Warrior at all, at least to my knowledge. I remember whenever it first came out in 2010, People were talking about this movie nonstop. As a matter of fact, I remember going to a New Year's Eve party whenever it was released on DVD, and people were loving this film. And now all of a sudden, it, nobody really talks about it. But what Warrior does is it develops into the world of mixed martial arts, which, by the way, during that time, mixed martial arts MMA was just getting off off to a start so they were trying to get us to get used to mixed martial arts and the fact that they got 
Tom Hardy to be in this movie. Not only that, but I also like another film that was actually an MMA film and everything, too. I just have to remember that film, but I remember actually watching another film that came out in 2008, Never Back Down. That's the name of the movie. And I remember loving that film, and that's also the height of MMA mixed martial arts. So, if you haven't seen Never Back Down, I recommend that you guys actually check out that movie if you're into mixed martial arts. But, Warrior is one of those films that dives into mixed martial arts in such a raw and undeniably entertaining way. And, like I said, this movie has Nick Nolte in it as the father of one of the fighters. Of the, uh, he's like a distant father. And his two sons... Brendo playing played by Joel Edgerton and Tom Cornell playing by Tom Hardy and desperate here's the thing and desperate needs for cash enlisting in the MMA tournament the family has been torn apart abuse alcoholism so you, here's the thing you actually have people that are dealing with real life issues alcoholism and you also have abandonment and but Here's the thing. Patty believes that this could be a good chance to reconnect with Brandon. Bad idea. Patty trains Tom for the tournament while trying to reach out to Brandon. The two underdogs face. Here's the thing. The two, they, they, these two guys these actually have to fight each other. They're actually brothers who actually have to fight against each other in an MAA fight. And, and the thing is. I love the fact of how real it is and everything. The fight scenes is really good. The takedowns is really good. The choreography is fantastic. I really think that they actually did a really good job. The climax, it makes uh, Warrior really great and impactful. And it's also a redemption that all three of the main characters seek. And I just have to say, when you're real, dealing with alcohol in the movie this movie is fantastic because it goes with the struggle of alcoholism it goes in through being an alcoholic and everything and what it does to a family and how it tears a family apart so i love that and then at the same time you also have this two these two brothers who actually have to clash and try and fight each other in the octagon and it's just a, such a fantastic film like i said the the camera angles are really good in the octagon. You can actually see where they're actually fighting. It doesn't really make you feel fatigued at all. Not only that, but also the hits actually feel like a hit. It actually feel you can actually feel the impact coming off of Tom Hardy's and Tom and Joel Edgerton's gloves. You can actually feel the impact. Same thing whenever they do the takedowns. Same thing when they do the leg kicks. You're over there hurting as well when you're sitting down watching this film because you can actually feel that impact. So, whoever did the mixing for Warrior did a fantastic job with mixing the sound effects to make it look and sound like it's real. So, I have to give my hats off to that. And then, I have another movie that's actually on my list. And it's called The Edge of Seventeen. And this is a coming-of-age film, which I talked about. But I remember renting this at Redbox, and then I didn't really pay that much attention to it, so I brought it back over to Redbox. Then it was on Netflix, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to give this movie a second go-around. And I wound up loving this film. And it's an, and here's the thing, it's about a female rather than a male for the coming-of-age story. She's dealing with a lot of stuff. She's dealing with the loss of her father who had a heart attack while he was in the car with her. His favorite um, music artist is Billy Joel, and... 
she's going through depressing issues. She's also going in through hormonal changes with her body and stuff like that. She doesn't know how quite to actually face those fears and those questions that she actually has in her head. Woody Harrelson's in this movie who plays the teacher. And here's the thing. She's a wise ass. I love the fact that she has some sass and then Woody Harrelson also gives it back to her as well. And the chemistry between her and him is just fantastic and everything. And then you can also feel the emotional impact of her losing her father, even though it's been a couple of years or whatever. But I still love the fact that this act, this actress actually went on ahead and gave herself an emotional... You can actually feel the energy whenever she actually talks about her father and whenever he passes away. And... Also, too, Woody Harrelson said this because her grades are actually going down the stinker. And this is what Woody Harrelson said. He goes, why is your grades slipping? She turns around. She goes, my father died three years ago. He goes, I'm sorry. My my self-pity for your father, who for girls who lost her father three years ago, is now out the window. Or something to that effect. I'm just paraphrasing. But it shows that, you know doesn't matter how many excuses you make, you have to do your homework. No matter if you lost your parent or not. But it's also a sad time, though. I mean, it's still sad, depending, you know, just because of the fact that someone dies at a certain time in your life does not mean that you're not mourning over them three or four years later. But it's just that he knows the type of person that she actually is and everything, and she and he knows that she can do so much more. So, The Edge of Seventeen is definitely a good movie. I strongly recommend it. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix right now, but go ahead and check that out. I think you might actually like it. And then you also have one more movie that I've been that I wanted to talk about, and that is Logan Lucky. Now, I'm not a big Shane Tatum fan. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm about I'm not even a medium level when it comes down to Shane and Tana movies. I'm like down the to Tolan Pole where he actually take, maybe takes off a shirt in Magic Mike. That might be the, the level that I'm at when it comes down to Shane and Tatum. But anyways, I love this movie. This movie's underrated for so many reasons. You have Daniel Craig in this movie. You have Adam Driver in this movie. And you have, of course, Shane and Tatum in this movie. And Logan Lucky is about these brothers who are... Two brothers that are just down on their luck. No pun, pun intended. But basically, they're screw-ups. And the plot twist at the end is fantastic. Because you're ex- because everybody thinks that, oh, they're a screw-up. They're just a bunch of losers and stuff like that. But here's the main plot. And uh, as a matter of fact, Steven Soderbergh actually came out of retirement to actually direct this film. But it's such an underrated film. But basically... Uh, what they want to do is they go on ahead, they try and make a heist in NASCAR. And so that's actually the busiest time to actually do a heist is during NASCAR time. So this is like Ocean's Eleven, but in a NASCAR redneck kind of way. But, so like I said, this was, like I said, this was a dubbed Ocean's Seven. There's also the Logan family living on their on the rundown hill of West Virginia, Tatum's Jimmy Logan is fired from his job. Yeah, I forgot. Here's the thing. This I'm just reading some stuff off my notes. But yeah, he's actually fired from his job. So he goes into the bar 
and everything. And the first thing he thinks of the next day, whenever uh, Adam Driver's making breakfast, he says cauliflower, which also means they're going to do a heist. <clears throat> and the chemistry between Shane Tatum and Adam Driver is just fantastic. I mean, you can definitely tell that they're actually brothers in the film because of how good their level is when it comes down to their chemistry. <clears throat> and like I said, he, uh, Shane Tatum gets fired from his job and decides it's time to turn his family family's luck around by employing redneck robbers in a plan to steal more than $14 million on the Charlotte Motor Speedway. The heist itself is expertly crafted and features of the most joyful things that you can actually see in this film. And like I said, there's code words that Shane Tatum actually says, like cauliflower. Like when he says cauliflower, his brother has no choice but to do this heist. It's a weird thing between the Logans and everything. Then, of course, you have Daniel Craig, who's locked up in in prison. And the most funniest thing was that I loved out of this thing. He's in prison, but they want him to do a heist job. And the first thing that um, that Daniel Craig uh, Daniel Craig's character winds up saying is, "I'm incarcerated." What don't you understand? You luckies, um. Or think that you're so lucky or something like that and Adam Driver took that as a compliment but the stuff that they go around and try to do to actually plan for this heist is just fantastic it's funny it's humorous you'll wind up laughing non-stop in this film especially about some of the dumb stuff that they actually do in this film and there's, a matter of fact, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, Adam Driver actually has a wooden arm because he's actually a retired military uh, person. So they're actually doing this one part, and uh, they're actually uh, sucking the money out with this hose. And all of a sudden, his arm, his wooden arm, winds up getting sucked into the uh, into the money. And he goes, you sucked my arm off. And I mean it. It is such a funny scene. Just the expression on Adam Driver's face is just uh, is funny. Uh, Daniel Craig does a fantastic job delivering his lines. You can't go wrong with this movie. It's totally underrated. Um, I'm not going to go into much of a plot details about this next film or anything like that. But The Other Guys is also a good movie that I would actually recommend that you guys actually check out because nobody really talks about that film at all. It has uh, Gerard Butler, I believe, in it. And then, of course, you also have Ryan Gosling in it as well. So if you haven't checked out that one, I would strongly recommend that you guys actually check that one out. So the, my, the next question comes from Zach again. Zethio Zach. <laughs> And he goes, do you think the Milan will do good with the current plan of making it go on Disney Plus for a premium fee? Okay, so I touched on this a little bit. And, you know, everybody has their own opinion on this. And I'm not going to tell you how you should and shouldn't spend your money or anything like that. Because that's not who I am. But, here's the thing. On Amazon, right now, you can actually rent Bill and Ted. And on PlayStation Network, by the way, you can also rent Bill and Ted for $20, which is not as extreme as paying for $30. But here's the thing. You're already paid in to... They give you an option if you guys want to go ahead 
and rent the, this film. You don't have to rent it, but you can. And with that being said, you're also a PlayStation Plus member, so you're already paying your $50 for that. But it's an option. You don't actually have to do it if you don't want to do it. So if you don't want to do uh, pay for Mulan, don't pay for Mulan. Wait until December, when it's actually released for free. But I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to make up their money from the money that they have lost, especially when you look at a $150 million budget. And I understand that $30 is steep, especially whenever you actually look at uh, families and stuff like that. Uh, with the coronavirus going around when everybody's actually laid off of work, it's actually hard to actually pay for $30. But I've also done this. And I've lived... Here's the thing. I live 45 uh, minutes away from an actual big theater. I actually live 20 minutes away from a smaller theater that don't play that many new movies. So, if if that movie theater that I live by that is actually not playing the movie that I want to see that's 20 minutes away. I'll drive 45 minutes away. But let's say, for instance, that you're in the same situation that I am, that I'm in, or the fact that you have a date as well. Okay, so let's say that you drive a, I drive a Ford Fusion, which takes about $20, $25 to actually fill up. So you're spending $20, $25 right there. Then you're wanting to go out to eat. You're spending about $35 to $40 right there, depending on what you get, if you get appetizers or not. Then, after that, you're wanting snacks in the movie theater. And, of course, you also paid maybe $15 to $20 on pre-ordering tickets for your seats. Then you also want popcorn and snacks and stuff like that. Before you know it, you're paying about 100 and something bucks. But, here's the thing. With Disney+, Plus, you get to actually watch this film. Watch Mulan from the comfort of your own home. Without someone talking during the movie, without someone kicking your seat, without someone bothering you, and you can also pause it anytime you want, so that way you don't have to uh, worry about missing anything if you have to go to the bathroom. So you have your upsides right there with that. But you know, I think that it's there are going to be people that wind up paying the thirty dollars to actually help out the movie theaters and things like that. <clears throat> I really do, but this also is something, too, that I'm afraid of, that it might actually give piraters a chance to download this movie for free digitally, and also, too, since this is actually a digital movie with Mulan, and it's not going to be a cam copy, probably, they might lose out on a little bit of money, but not much, but also, too, I also have no interest in seeing Mulan, and... I'll, here's the thing. I'm, I've, I've actually watched all of the live-action Disney films. This one does not appeal to me because it doesn't have my Mushu in it. It doesn't have the whole the whole thing that I liked from the animated series from Mulan. Well, not series, but animated movie from Mulan <clears throat> for me to go out and support it. But I think it will be a success regardless of the fact that, you know, <clears throat> regardless of the fact that it's going to be released on Disney Plus, and then it's going to be free in December. So think of it like this: right now it's September. You have three months to actually make your money before it come, becomes free. So in three months, they can actually go ahead and make back their money that they actually made, plus make money off of the overseas box office with Mulan. Because don't forget, China actually gets to see Mulan overseas in their movie theaters before we do. 
but we can actually make the profit back by actually supporting it for the $30 and it can make their money back for the $150 million. But I think that it's actually going to be a success. I don't see any problems with Mulan at all. And as a matter of fact, if it's not a success, we're talking about Disney here. Disney can afford to actually hit can take a hit right now if you ask me especially with all the billions of dollars that they actually have but <clears throat> that's just me that's just my uh own opinion on that so my next question and this is actually going to be my last question that i actually have and it's my, with my friend Crichton hobbs Crichton is actually the independent director that i actually just interviewed for how many chances? If you haven't seen this documentary, you need to check that thing out. It's really good. It's really deep. It's really great. I'm going to have to ask him for the link so that way I can go ahead and post that in the description so that way you guys can actually check it out because I really love that film. As a matter of fact, I actually interviewed him. So if you haven't had a chance to actually check out that interview, I strongly recommend that you check it out. But he asked, do you think with the current trend of the new Mutants movie that is currently out in movie theaters... That this is a current outlook for movies until there is a vaccine. Me, someone who is considered high risk with diabetes and other people with asthma and other people and other medical conditions, we're not going to take the risk. We will just wait and, and rent it at the house. Your thoughts are or something you can answer. So, you know, I think that having movies right now with this pandemic. At your, the safety of your own house is fantastic for people that have health problems, that have diabetes, that has asthma, that don't feel comfortable, regardless of the fact that they have safety guidelines and stuff like that. Because we're talking about people's health here when it comes down to it and the people's lives. So do you want to actually endanger those lives by not making it available for people to go and see uh, in a movie theater and just have it streaming on on their TVs, and I like the fact that that right now is accessible for those people that have diabetes, that has asthma, and is actually accessible. Now, do I think this is actually going to be a continuing thing? I don't think I'm going to be seeing this as a continuous thing, because if they ever do come up with a vaccine, if they ever do get this uh, curve actually taken, uh, actually slightened down a little bit, and things like that, I could actually see it going back to the way of some type of normalcy that we, that we once had. That's uh, that's how I'm looking at it. Because I don't see that... Because here's the thing. Once this pandemic is over with, we're going to go back into pre-ordering our tickets online. We're going to be back at the theaters again. And here's the thing, too. I know people right now that are actually going to the theaters right now at my in my area. We're hungry for movies. And because of the pandemic, because of the fact that we've been locked in our houses during that time in March, and now uh, people, things are actually opened up now, we're actually hungry for some type of normalcy. And because we're hungry for so, so much normalcy, I think that we're actually going to have huge numbers come back into the movie theaters again. I don't see this as being the new digital age for movies to actually do. I like the fact that they're actually experimenting with new things and trying different things. But I just don't see it happening for... I don't see it happening for, uh, or anything like this. Because nobody thought that a pandemic like this would actually happen. 
So I'm just going off the cuff and saying I don't see this as a like, continuing thing actually going in. But I could be wrong. I could actually, they could actually change something tomorrow where they say, you know what? We're going to go on ahead and we're going to go and have this movie. As a matter of fact, they're actually doing this right now. But as a permanent thing I'm talking about, where we're going to go on ahead. We're going to show this movie for X amount of days. And then after that week, we're going to upload it over to video, Vudu or whatever it's called, and other streaming networks for people to actually watch for 20 or $30 like Mulan. And then after a couple of months later, it comes like six bucks for you to rent on DVD, uh, to rent on Redbox or doing it digitally. Now, <laughs> I did rent one movie off of the PlayStation Network, and that is The Way Back with Ben Affleck. But I didn't spend $20. I waited until it went down to like 6 bucks because $6 is reasonable. I If the movie wasn't good or anything like that, it's just $6 I wasted on, and I don't have to worry about saying, okay, how am I going to get to work because I spent $20 on this movie that I can't get back again. That's two and a half hours of my life I can't get back. So I always go with this. Go with your gut feeling on how you want to actually... So watch a certain movie. If you want to go out to the movie theaters, go out to the movie theaters and support the movies. If you want to stay home and watch it from your house, watch it from your house. And if you don't want to pay for that for those prices, don't pay for those high pro- dollar prices until the price actually goes down. And I actually have to say this too. I actually support people who actually has asthma and other health problems that don't feel comfortable going into the movie theater. And stuff like that. I'm glad that you guys actually have a way to actually view these movies. From your safety of your own house. So you don't have to worry about anybody else breathing on you. Anybody (coughs) uh, messing with you guys. So I strongly, strongly support that. So with that being said. That's actually going to be it for the whole show. And everything. I do appreciate you guys actually taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope that you guys do enjoy it. Um, this is actually, this was fun for me to actually do and ask me anything. I hope that you guys actually do send in some questions so I can actually do this again. Because, like I said, this is more of a little bit more of a laid back episode than what I normally do. And I have a blast doing it, guys. Um, another thing too is, I actually have this little site called buymeacoffee.com slash movielovers. And you can actually donate towards the show. Now, you guys don't have to donate or anything like that, but... If you guys want to, go uh, go on ahead. I understand if you can't because of this pandemic and maybe people are out of jobs and stuff like that. But this is just to keep the lights on, to keep everything flowing, get me some better equipment. Not only that, but also too, I want to do giveaways for you guys, like digital giveaways. So that way I can actually give you give back to my fans. And also too, I want to do some Patreon stuff as well. So if you guys want to donate me a cup of coffee or whatever, go on ahead and give me a cup of Java. I'll go on ahead and drink that thing up and I'll start spending some money for the show for some digital copies of some movies and stuff like that. So anyways, don't forget tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central Central Eastern Time, I'm going to be interviewed by Tamika. She's going to be interviewing me on YouTube at 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. On YouTube, on Movie Lovers Unite's YouTube channel. And always until next time, bye bye, stay safe, guys. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And this is John DeGorio signing off. <laughs>